0: We are live, and we're live on LinkedIn and Facebook, or indeed, you may be watching this back on one of the podcast channels or on YouTube, and so thank you if you are giving us some of your attention. It is always something that we appreciate very much, and is our intention to make sure that we give you some really powerful knowledge um, from people with great wisdom. So this is called BIP Chat, which BIP stands for Businesses Personal, which you'll see if you're watching this Actually, on uh, watching the screen, you'll see that uh, Businesses Personal is titled my book, but it is also the um, brand behind our community, our Businesses Personal community called BIP100. And that stands for Business Personal, but 100 means that we'll never have more than 100 people in the community. Thomas and I believe so deeply in the power of community as opposed to joining a network. And um, I, can, I could run a whole show here on that, so I don't wanna get carried away with it. But one of the key things is it's about, about a community is having deep conversations and also deeply getting to know the people within the community. And it's Thomas's and my responsibility before we um, welcome a new BIPPER into our community to make sure that they're gonna add value to others, they have strong values and their expertise is something that we're really proud to sit alongside. Today we're going to be talking about branding, and branding is something that whether you are a solopreneur, whether you are a business leader, um, whether you are starting a new company, whether you are creating a new product, it is something that is so essential to our success. And we all know that since the advent of social media, without a brand that has clarity and something catchy about it and really signifies the quality of you and your product – Um, it's you are going to you're going to trip over I have experienced Gareth Martindale who is our expert and BIPA a number of times actually it was quite incredible when Gareth helped me to create some of the icons and branding around my book Businesses Personal and it was a huge motivator for me when these icons were created which um, were very important for me as chapter headings And they've ended up being embedded in so many speeches I deliver and all sorts of things. Um, Now, that is just touching the surface, really, of what Gareth can do. So Gareth runs Sherbet Lemon, and it is a creative design agency. And um, so as a graphic designer and a brand consultant um, and an agency owner, he's been doing this for over 15 years. It's been a real pleasure to watch um, many people that we know, um really love gareth's work and see how his business has expanded over the years uh, and see the amazing projects that he works on so today we're going to be exploring innovative um branding strategies and that could be anything from how we're using ai um, into how to create powerful brand presence on social media um, so gareth welcome thank you very Hi. much for joining us we're very excited about this um i think it's so topical that we are going to be talking about ai and it's interesting how ai touches everything so i think that's going to be very interesting to to start on that but also around social media as well and some of the other projects you do um do you want to just fill in any little bit more about sherbet lemon and yourself before we really dive in here
1: sure sure well firstly thank you for having me this is This is great, I'm not at all scary. Uh, (laughs) So I'm on Sherbet Lemon. Uh, Sherbet Lemon is a creative agency uh, that I set up uh, about 13 years ago originally as a freelance designer uh, when I first met you. Uh, And then over the past uh, several years, um, the clients um, has got a little bit larger, the projects got a little bit bigger, and I started working um, with more sort of help and creative partners, uh, other freelancers. And then we've sort of grown quite organically into a creative agency. So we're, we're based in the UK. We're based in Blackpool, uh, sunny Blackpool. And we've recently set up a presence in Dubai as well, which is very... From
2: Blackpool to Dubai.
1: Yeah, they've both got a wheel. The, both got a big spin wheel. So it's it's pretty much the
2: same. And a beach. <laughs> that's true. Goodness me. What a connection, Blackpool and Dubai. A wheel and a beach. I know. I know. That's all you need.
0: It's been very exciting to see you expanding in that way. It's been quite phenomenal, actually, to to see that happening. And I understand that that's with um, a client that's expanded you out there. Is that right?
1: Absolutely. So it first came about where we had, um, we were having more and more clients looking to just sort of spread their wings and open a presence out in Dubai, for various reasons. Um, so we, we helped them with the initial expansion of their business. We looked at their branding, their marketing materials and their websites and, uh, and tailored it more for a uh, Dubai market uh, with great success. So that was fantastic. Uh, we then had another client who, again, wanted to do the same, so we helped them. And as this was happening, we we thought, well, it's it's, it's working for them. Let's uh, let's try it for us. So we've expanded. So we've we're, we've been able to uh, help our clients here and our clients that have moved over over there to sort of expand. And, uh, and build a, a client base out in Dubai. So very exciting times.
2: No. And Gareth, where is, the, where is the pull and the draw of Dubai coming from, both for your clients and yourself? What's, what's sucking you in?
1: So initially, um, my interest um, came through uh, Web3 technology, blockchain, cryptocurrency, NFTs, things like that. And it just seems like a, a hub of innovation, constantly building, really excited about doing new things. So personally, that's a draw for us. And then through that, we've gained um, several um, Web3 uh, companies that wanted to work with us on their branding, on their marketing, on, on, on their promotion. So that was the original draw. Uh, another being that we have clients that are going out there and we wanted to be able to... Um, to so be the boots on the ground for them while they were there so if they if they need help then they can just uh, speak to one of the designers out there and we've, we've got a connection both in the UK and out in Dubai for them
0: yeah well absolutely wonderful so in terms of getting to the point where you you know have a fully fledged agency you've been on a journey I'm sure like all of us business owners to to get to this point where you started to see the scale you started off way back graphic design was your key key area yeah
1: yeah so I, from the age of about 12 I'd always wanted to be a graphic designer um prior to, so my mum was an art teacher oh, and wow. uh, I always grew up wanting to be an artist and then one of our in, in the art lesson one of um our art teachers was sick so we had a substitute teacher who was a graphic designer and he brought in his portfolio, a proper old school, big A1 portfolio, and started laying out the work. And my mind was blown. I had no idea that you could anything like this could even be created. So he was pulling out large uh, sheets of, um, sort of printed uh, video game covers and, and movie covers that were always created on large scale and then shrunk. So after that, that was it. I was sold. What what year
2: was that, Gareth?
1: When I was 12. Yeah. Um, So hang on a moment. Let's do some mental math. I'm 40 this year. So we need to work back from that. Some point in the 90s.
0: So you were born 80. So that was still in the the 90s. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Now Don't look. Cover the grey hair, darling. So... (sighs) um, isn't that interesting, though, because I know we can't get on to the subject of education, but it just shows how you can inspire a student with the application of art in a way that they can relate to it. I, I love that. What a great person. These are like five people you mean heaven. I don't know if I read that book, but that man probably doesn't really realise that that one day had such an impact and is now feeding you and your family and creating incredible brands for people. He, he most
1: certainly would have not had a clue. No, so is
0: that amazing? He, he rocked that... up
1: just to, to fill in a space.
0: Um, oh, that makes his... my heart explode. It's absolutely lovely. Oh, so, um, so when you look back in 95, you know, and you think of how relatively simple all our lives were then to now, and now when somebody comes to you and say they want to build a brand, the conversation must be so wide
1: it is it really is and i think because of um the access to knowledge access to to software to programs and things that make processes a lot easier than they used to be back in 95 um it's I, I think it's really important to to go back to the original concept the original idea because that's the thing that never changes so you, you can have a, a piece of new shiny technology and people want to add a filter on and, and make it glow. But what's, what's the core idea? That's where it starts. And then everything else that comes from that is just part of the journey, part of the process. Yeah. So we were always taught um, throughout like college and, and um, and unis, to really focus in on what's the concept, what's the idea don't think about the software that was the one huge amount of software when, when I first started. Or if it was, it's basic. Um, start on, on pen and paper and then just work outwards from that.
2: And when you say the idea, Gareth, do you, mean, do you mean the client's idea, the product idea, or your own idea of your interpretation of their concept? It can be, it can be anything. So
1: so we all, regardless of the project we always start with, with the concept and, and the why are we doing this? What purpose are we trying to solve? So whether it's building a brand um, and somebody's come to us with, with an idea or the, or they've got a product or a website, it's like, why are we doing this? Who are we speaking to? And what are we trying to achieve uh, achieve through this? So it's it's very tempting to go, oh, I'm, I'm going to, release this, this project the product out into the wild without doing any research or without doing you know um thinking about it but it really needs to focus on on those re, you know those questions of why why we're doing this in the first place
0: so something i'm interested to talk about here is um because i'm just right on the edge of this ai thing i'm the classic person that didn't really think about AI until Chat GPT came along, and obviously it's been around for what, seven or seven plus years, hasn't it? Where does AI come into branding?
1: So, I mean, AI, although it seems relatively new, it's been working away in the, the background for years. I mean, you, you sort of look at Netflix uses AI for its algorithms and and, and TikTok and things like that. So, so yeah. it's we've been there. I think. Because it's it's just come out like this big splash. I don't think anyone was really expecting it to to come out so quickly and be so powerful and so accurate. I think that was a big shock for people. Um, so, I mean, the way that we start that started to utilize it was internally and those sort of tasks that we perhaps um we, you know, would take us a long time we I mean we're creatives you know so so tasks and processes and things um we always sort of try and push them push them to the side um so so being able to evolve you hate
2: processes is what you're saying Gareth
1: you know this you know <laughs> um it has its place it definitely has a place but
2: does does ai have a role in branding like social media or websites or is it or is it purely for automating processes to make work faster for clients
1: well for, for us and the way that we use it i mean i certainly see it certainly has its place in social media and for for uh, clients as well the way we use it so, for instance, we would use um, software like Mid Journey, which is... Um, Midjourney? Midjourney. And what which, does it do? So that create, that's AI that creates images. So, we're in the past, we would say to a client, okay, we've got an idea for um, a car, a, a, a campaign to sell your car, and we would, would artboard things up, and we would try and find examples of the type of thing we were after. And then we would present that. What we're able to do now is put together a series of, of images and sequences that the AI has generated that we can then storyboard up and give the client a clearer, um, a clearer view of what we're trying to achieve. So it helps us communicate our, di- our
2: ideas a lot easier. So that's: Do that you pay mid-journey a subscription? Yes. Yes. So and what you feed in you feed in pictures or you feed in words and it creates campaigns?
1: All we do is we create uh, we we come up with a prompt. So we a description of what we're trying to achieve. <clears throat> now this prompt can be something as simple as a horse jumping over a car and then you press enter and you just hope that something good comes out of it. Whereas what we've started to do is to go, right, okay, well, Let's think about the setting a bit more. So we'll be quite scripted in the, the, the outline of the setting, what the lighting is going to be like, maybe even what camera is going to be shot on. So we put, put all that in and then create... We type
2: all that in, right? We type
1: all of that in and we create a sequence of images that we can then present to the client. We, but we only use it for concepts. We don't use it as a... Final piece, of, yeah. final piece of work. I mean, it's too early to, I mean, from our side, we, we wouldn't want to sort of give that to a client and, and say, you know, that, that's a final piece of work. And um, We would use it as concept and then have an illustrator or animator create a, a bespoke version that they can hand over and then the
2: client owns complete copyright to that. And how much time does that save? A huge amount of time. I mean, days, weeks,
1: days. It, so certainly days. Um, depending on on the project and the scale of the project, it can, you know, in, in some instances, could save could save weeks. Uh, especially if you're trying to communicate an idea that's quite detailed. There's a there's a big budget behind it, and you need to to make sure you get this right. You know, you can spend hours just working up these boards and then take one look at them and go, "Nope, that's not for us." We're can you a-
0: imagine Thomas, when you worked with Pete, so Thomas had a job in an agency when he left college, can you imagine Pete, who's an amazing man uh, as a creative director? He's unfortunately not not on this earth anymore, but can you imagine if he would had that concept because that what you're describing there? It's so time consuming and you're desperate to deliver to your client Mm -hmm. what they want in a given time. And so you've just really accelerated the process for them. It's quite incredible.
2: Absolutely. So you're you're going from graphic designer to prompt engineer. It does. It very much feels like that. Yes. Because it's all based on your ability to ask the AI to create this this car jumping over this horse. With this background. So it's based on your ability to write good commands. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Does, um, does it make you any more creative or is it just mundane for you because you're basically asking a the computer says no kind of questions?
1: Do you know what? If, if somebody would have told me three years ago that I'll be writing commands into a, into a chat and then images will be created and I was going to love it, I'd say they were absolutely mad. There's there's nowhere on earth. But you start you start to, to think a certain way, and start to enjoy. Oh, well, actually, whereas if I was working in Photoshop or Premiere <clears throat> and I wanted to add this effect in, you can do do exactly the same thing, but you're just you're just typing it out. It reminds me of when when I first started working in agencies. And there was old school designers there that used to set out large format printing and they had all the, the typesets and they were putting in all these letters, you know, creating a page of text with these little metal letters that were going to be then printed. And then we just, a new set of designers came in straight out of college mm-hmm. and were like, no, 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 you just use this piece of software. And you can just type you can type all the text out on screen, and you can drop an image in, and if you don't like that image,
2: you can take it away and put another image in. oh, so you're I, saying it's the same as that really that's that's what it feels like that's but does it, it make yeah. you does it make you more creative because the machine creates these images and does it make the client more creative because they can instantly say, "Oh, I don't like that, I do like that, oh, I never thought of that is it? Is it is it creating more more human output or is it just a big typewriter drawing pictures? I th- so
1: I would have said prior to my experience with things like Mid Journey that it would have zapped the the, the creative bit out of the process. Was in fact I think it's um it forces you to think more. About what you're wanting to achieve. So quite often in a process, <clears throat> things like happy accidents happen where you're, or you'll you'll try and source an image for a for a project, and you'll you'll find a stock image and say to the client, look, this is what it's going to look like, but it'll look slightly different. And you'll put it in, and then before you know it, you, you use that as your shoot list, and you go, right, okay, that's the image I'm going to try and replicate. Whereas So the world's your oyster with this, you can really, you can really go all out. Um, And then when you put in your command, you get, I think it's four different versions that it just spews out at you. So it's, it's, it's pretty cool. And I geek out about it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This constant, um, fortunately, you sort of love the technology and the progression that you're seeing. It must be constant learning. So when you're looking at social media, which you know seems so incredible to Thomas and I now that that's, you know, that's so established now, isn't it? You know, I remember when it? I remember you know when it all took off, back in sort of two thousand four, two thousand and five. Seems very established now. Do you find companies still getting very excited about social media? Questioning about it. I, I mean, I assumed a low. I assume a lot of knowledge now. Is it with everybody, but is it still still quite new to a lot of people about how to navigate their branding on social media?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, so we, we work with a variety of clients in various sectors, and some really got you know locked onto social media and felt it was a perfect way to distribute their brand to the masses. And got really excited new technologies you know a new a new um platform comes out you know great let's let's try that and then there's some some um companies that maybe are even still a little bit more reluctant to try certain platforms because you know whatever reason whether they feel or maybe the the people using those apps are aren't the right demographic um or maybe you still think social media is a little bit of a fad, and would prefer to to go old school marketing, old school PR. Um, but there's still there's still a lot of excitement uh, with that, and I think um, as more and more people are brought up with that technology, and brought up with with social media as just part of their everyday lives. The more sort of accepted it becomes within within uh, within a brand, um, and you know, utilizing different platforms for different demographics and for different, um, you know, presenting themselves one way on on say TikTok, and then slightly different on on LinkedIn. You know, the, the core values of the brand won't change, but the way that they present themselves to those different audiences will change.
0: So, if you were doing a TikTok for something, doing that that campaign with them. What what would that involve, for example? Is that the sort of how do you? Because I see TikTok, TikTok,
2: TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. I see
0: Ooh. TikTok as you know, people doing things, you know, videos all the time. How do you how do you do that on as a branding agency?
1: So with, with something like um, TikTok, I'd say it right there. Uh, with TikTok is again who who you're trying to communicate to. And you look at, well, actually the the age range that would, you know, the, the viewing TikTok will will be here. And the, the attention span on those things especially is really short. I mean I know booked the books the length of the video you can have on, but still you need to get someone straight away. So we look at things like messaging. What 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 are we trying to achieve? It all goes back to the concept of what are we trying to do by having this. Um, so we may look at well, actually, we want them to to see us, and then view a long format video elsewhere. Right. So you you put the best you know the the uh, the snippets to sort of put together a nice little edit with a call to action or just something to gain interest to take them elsewhere it may just be about a product so if it's a product placement for instance well maybe we sort of leverage uh, an influencer that's already got a that's already got a following and it'll be a good way for them to 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 sort of share your product so yeah. there's we always go with what are we trying to achieve before we look at what we actually Presents.
0: Wow. And the website, is that still as important?
1: I, That's I, a good I, question. I personally feel so, yes. You do? I mean, some may argue uh, no. And, and I've seen brands sort of, you know, grow with very little on the site. You know, it could just be a landing page. Um, but we always sort of, we still see that the website is being. A, a sort of a hub of information again depending on the client but somewhere where people can still have a deep dive I mean we don't want to assume that everyone would just view the brand through social media we want to be able to, to sort of tick all the boxes to make sure it's a it's a, a brand across all platforms yeah. and I mean nine times out of ten any call to action on a piece of social media content. Will always bring them to the site anyway, further information.
2: And so Gareth, that, do you have to plan do you have to plan everything from the baby steps of the original idea, what they're trying to achieve, the website, the social media, the email, the channels they use? Do you have to plan the whole thing?
1: Um, if if a client wants us to, yes. So is that,
2: is that incredibly complicated now because of all of these different channels and platforms? It's
1: yes and no. I mean, going back to processes and formulas, although I joke around that I, I don't like them, we we have to use them for, for things like that because otherwise it would just be a crazy room of creatives, with Koreans, but <laughs> we with
2: AI crayons obviously AI crayons
1: yeah just a load of us mid-journey not talking to each other Hmm. um yeah so so we 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 plan out from a a brand strategy social media strategy and then carry that through so we're aware of um, certain demographics for the social media we tend to work in a uh, macro content micro content way of working when putting together social media so that's Um, Whether it's filming or animating a large piece of content, so full length, and then break that down into digestible pieces of content that then can be pushed out. So that may be a, say, a 15-minute video on YouTube. But then within that, we think, right, well, that selection from the video could be broken down for, let's say, TikTok or that selection. Bit more formal, a bit more about the business that can be put on LinkedIn. So, it although it seems quite you know quite grand scale, the the process um, is is quite a simple one to follow, but again time consuming. So anything we can utilise and leverage to make those processes smoother, we we always uh, look into.
0: As an agency, the specialisms now, you know, so you, you must have to have. So many different people involved in that whole process with their individual specialisms, from video editing to camera to the different social media areas. I mean, it, it's an incredible amount of
1: specialisms. Yes. So and we've learned this over the years. So, so as a freelancer, I'd probably say it, it was sort of logo and branding. It was always the thing that I sort of focus on. As um as a creative and, and branding consulting. But I could build a website. I could, you know, I, I can design certain things. So as a freelancer, it's like, yeah, sure, I can do that. And then very quickly realized, no, that's that's not the way to do it. So as we've grown, we sort of know our place. We're a full service agency and strategy certainly were a big part of our focuses, and we can do that internally but certain things will come along so we'll need 3d animation or we'll need 2d so we'll work with creative partners creative allies that can help us fulfill fulfill those um, specialisms because we don't want to um, sort of hold back from from a project and say well it will be safer if we just do that you know, say we had 3D animators, like, well, let's just do 3D animations. You know, that's not necessarily going to fulfill the purpose. So we, we sort of open, open up our scope and whatever's needed for the job we work with. We work with uh, our creative friends to, um, to help. And now, um,
0: one of the things that gives me great sympathy for, for how hard this world is for you, this sector, is clients' expectation of ROI and what part they play in whether they get a return for all this investment. And, um, you know, we're always thinking of, okay, brand, and then there's how do you market that brand? And then there's how do you convert that brand through selling? And, you know, Thomas and I have been through our journey of where are our strengths on that? And we're quite strong on building personal brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when it comes to somebody coming to us, then it's we're very good at, qualifying a client and working out whether or not we can add value and closing them the middle bit in there so for a company to be good at all of that you know and so you you're doing the brand bit they also expecting you to be doing the marketing bit to deliver the
1: leads so in terms of marketing we provide we provide the the collateral for marketing but don't do the pushing out Yeah, marketing. So, so we're not a marketing and PR agency. We're not a social media agency. Uh, We we would then pass that on. Um, What we and funnily enough, I had this conversation with uh, with a colleague today, where you'll spend. Speaking of ROI, you'll you'll spend time building this brand strategy, and spending lots of time getting it in place. Sometimes up to a hundred. Two hundred pages or what you of this document, all the assets hand it over, and then they sort of expect you know well you know we're the sales, but it needs to be implemented exactly. in the right way so but again, over the years we've been uh you know we've fallen into that trap so we're trying to be better at sort of communicating ourselves yes. but once this part's done, then that's this is what you need to do with it or this is who you need to speak to. To push it out but it's it's still it yeah you, you will still uh get clients going okay so i've got a lovely new logo so what's that going to get me you know about <laughs> constantly, constantly educating
2: so take us through the baby steps gareth what questions somebody's listening in now to this interview what what questions should they be asking themselves if they're thinking about uh, building a brand or a campaign to? build some new channels to market where, where should they, what should they be saying, asking themselves or writing down? What kind of questions? I think
1: it would be really uh, looking at why you're doing it in the first place. What are you trying to achieve? Yep. Um, And then we would say when building a brand, it's, it's from, it's from the inside out. So start with what the values are of the brand, you know, who, if this brand was a person, who would it be? What would their tone of voice be? And really get that get that nailed down. So once you've you've started with that, and once you you're in a place where you know the tone the tone of voice, the brand's values, uh, then things start to flow a little bit easier. If you start off thinking right, I need a logo, I need a website, I need video, I need social media, it's overwhelming, and you'll burn yourself out. But if you focus on the brand, the core values, what you want to do, everything else will, will start to fall in line. And then you can start thinking about, well, if this is what we sound like, this is how the brand should look. So the logo will look a certain way, certain color palettes. If we if we talk a certain way, then you know maybe it's, you talk a bit more youthful or, um, the, or the product's directed to a younger audience then you look at where that audience sort of lives socially. So TikTok, Instagram, and then it's sort of, again, it's going back to processes. I do like
2: The strategy piece is what you're trying to achieve, the values you want to represent, the tone of voice, and then you look at all the mechanics in terms of websites, channels, social media, whether or not you need AI or not. Absolutely. So so the next question people are going to ask is, is how long does all of that take? The strategy piece, design piece, and then rolling out all these different mechanics piece. Is that three months, six months? So so actually,
1: yeah, I mean on on average, so it's two to three months to get that initial to get that initial stage off the ground. And I mean, you can obviously do it, you can do it quickly, you can you can Take it longer. um, But yeah, I'd say comfortably. And then once you've got your brand strategy in place, you can then look at your marketing and social media strategy. But again, that's something that will start to sort of uh, reveal itself as you're working through the brand strategy. Once you've got that solid, you start to know then, I've got an idea of what the website could look like. Or what the what the the social media channels could look like.
2: Mm-hmm. So it's three to six months to get up and away. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting.
0: It's nice on on the chat because people are watching it live. We've got Caroline Boddington, Caroline Boddington, who is a, uh, um, a marketing strategist, and um, she says, with my CMO hat on, I get I see the greatest benefit of working with Gareth is to bring my strategy to life using the various channels and mediums available to us. So something coming across here. Thank you, Carol, Carolyn, so about, you know, this time spent with a client on the strategy. You must be using coaching techniques and everything to really get them. Because, you know, I've been in that position where I'm thinking, I, I just want a brand, please. And then you, you don't really visualise it yourself or what the strategy is.
1: Yeah, I, there, there was um, a guy that I used to work with and he used to start his presentations <clears throat> So I used to go, I always used to go on acronym. I used to start his uh, uh, presentations with a quote. I think it was from Abraham Lincoln that said, if I had eight hours to chop down a tree, I'd spend the first six hours sharpening my axe. <laughs> Which sums it up. You know, get spend time on that strategy. Make sure you know what you're doing. Live by that strategy and everything else can then follow it.
0: It must be incredible, actually, because when a CEO or somebody comes to you to do this, the impact of that time where they're working on the business with you must have huge impact in all sorts of areas of their business, actually, as when they're just having that chance to, to talk that through. Um, it's nice here, Sarah Piddington was saying how much you've supported her. Um oh. Yeah, so people are enjoying enjoying this very much. Thank you very much. I'm just noticing on. I just want to let you know that I am seeing you, Jane Thomas, Dean Vale. Thank you very much, Matt Thompson, Sarah Pittington, Carolyn, Melanie Atwater. Thank you very much for joining in here. We're really appreciating it. Um, so we're coming to a close now, and um, let me let me just ask. So we 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 want people to get in touch with you, and and I get the impression you are work you work in quite a collaborative way because as carolyn with what she does as a sort of interim ceo for companies um she'll be looking for people like you so um anybody wants to get in touch with gareth whether it's uh, to work with him on projects um we've got a member who just creates names for companies which is really interesting you know Floris. you know it's all these people you must have to have this sort of uh, ecosystem of people around you it's gareth so it's a lovely collaborative sector isn't it so mm. so gareth is gareth and uh, anybody's not watching this you won't be able to see his name on it gareth martindale so it's m-a-r-t-i-n dale d-a-l-e you can get in touch with martin uh, gareth on um linkedin and the business is Sherbert lemon um so what's the actual url so we're
1: funneling up with depending when this will go out uh so if you're, if you're watching it this week, it's sherbetlemonuk.com. And then as of next week, it'll be <laughs> sherbetlemon.com.
0: Oh, so you've got the, you've been able to get the .com. Brilliant. yeah, Really brilliant. Yes. Oh, that's great. Um, it's been fantastic. I don't know whether there's anything we didn't cover really here, but I've I've gained so much from it. And I know... I know often people contact us and say the sky sounds like he runs a really big agency would my business be big enough and I always think it's just uh you love starting a journey with people as well don't you when when they're just starting out in a tech business or whatever they're doing
1: we so I mean our clients really do range from uh, one person startups right through to right through to corporate and and everything in between but Working with someone who is passionate about what they're doing, and and you almost as you're speaking to me, they're they're coming out with all, of, um, coming up with all these ideas of what they want to do and where they want the business to go, and you can you start painting a picture in your head of how their brand will um, will eventually end up and, and where they'll be. We love working with with clients like that. Yeah. So yeah, one person startups right through to right through to uh, larger organisations.
0: And you've you've been on some amazing journeys watching people grow and scale, haven't you?
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We um, we've seen you know uh, people who have, have started you know, like a, a little cake business out of their uh, out of their kitchen, and then they've gone on to like selling Marks and Spencers and and all sorts. So it, it really is nice to, to sort of see that journey. I mean, we, we didn't touch on it before, but prior, well, in between working in agencies and working uh, and starting Sherbet Lemon, um, I had several years in teaching and education in, uh, in university and just, just watching their journey over a short period of time was, um, was something that I really enjoyed. And certainly try to carry
0: that on working clients. That is full circle because we started yeah. the show listening to how that um random person came into as a supply teacher in your art lesson and inspired you to do graphic design. Can you imagine now you you did that yourself into young people? I wonder if some of those will you'll have changed some of their lives as well, as well as I, I really believe so strongly in brand. And um you know, I can't thank you enough for what you did for us when we were we were just starting out building this business's personal idea. So um that's been a great chat, hasn't it, Thomas?
2: Beautiful. Paint Gareth, you've left me with painting a picture in your head.
1: <laughs> that
2: that is what yeah. that that teacher that that stand in yeah. did for you when when you were 12, right? Yeah.
1: yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. That's what you now do for all your clients i'll put that on the new website
0: (laughs) i just um, just think it's very easy to underestimate how important it is to have a brand that you're proud of and that in itself tells a story because it's just a building block isn't it that's the foundation and and it can have such an impact on your business going forward and it's it's like it's like having the best car on your drive you feel so constantly proud of it um
1: yeah and uh, it, it it really so we've spoken to clients who have um they feel they've gained confidence in themselves uh and, and their business, and um, even ones that print out the brand guidelines and stick them on the wall just so they can keep referring back to and treat it like you know it's like their their little uh their little bible. But yeah. it, if you get that, if you get the initial strategy right, uh, it's something that you can constantly go back to. And, and it, it's, it's that confirmation that you are, you are on the right path.
0: Yeah, beautiful ending, beautiful way to end. Thank you so much for your time, Gareth. Thank you to everybody that watched this live. And if you've been listening to this, walking your dog or in the car, um, thank you to you as well. I hope we've inspired you to think maybe a bit more deeply about your brand, how important it is to your future success and how proud you would be if you had a brand. Um, that represented your values and your vision so thank you everyone for that and thank you Gareth for being so inspiring.
2: Thanks Gareth.
0: Bye everyone.